Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. Yo, it's Hollywood Unlocked and Censored. I'm Jason Lee. Hey, it's DJ Damage. Okay, listen, my brother's in the building. We've been talking on the phone. He's been inspiring me, Taylor Bennett. Hey. You know, Jason, Taylor. You okay, okay, okay. Okay, what so we now we're flexing. We I see what's going on here. What we're not going to do is come in here flexing muscles. We get it. You're fit now. See the abs. Look, I'm not. I'm not gonna hold you down. Right, real pull your shirt down. Wait, but the cam, the camera angle was kind of more on your crotch, so you may just want to stay seated. This it was a lot. It was. Everybody says, you know, what I'm saying, good content is good content. You know, what I'm saying, serve it as you must. Hey, Hollywood <laughs> Unlock never complains. All right, but listen, you know what's so crazy is you've never been on the show, uh, but you've actually helped me get your brother Chance on, which I appreciate it, and I just have. I just have to. I, I just have to say, there's people in the industry that you can call up, and it becomes a whole bunch of politicking and this and that. And you literally not only um, got us your brother Chance, but at the iHeart Festival when you did it, I guess whatever was communicated, the the the, the president came over like, "Yo, y'all got to do something," because Chance said he's only going to talk to you, and I'm like, "Hey, man, you got to go talk to Taylor." <laughs> he's only going to talk to you. No, that's right. And you know, Jason, I really appreciate you. I can't tell you enough, um, and I know I, I, I say this to you and whenever we get a chance to converse personally, you're a mentor to me. There's so many different people that look up to you for everything that you've done, everything that you do. You have no fear. You're always truthful about what you want to say. You're a true journalist, and, and that is a, a commodity and something that is very, very rare, precious. So anytime that, you know, not just for me, I know you're going to make my brother look good. You made me look good. I think, didn't you have me on your hoodie? Didn't you have a picture of me on your hoodie? Well, well, let's slow yeah. down. Um, yeah. Okay, so did, did you see the hoodie? He didn't see the hoodie, did he? <laughs> he saw the hoodie. Oh, he saw the hoodie. He saw the hoodie. He saw the hoodie. He loved it. Okay. He that Actually, I've had Chance on my hoodie twice. And this is when you, I mean, not to, Chance, Taylor. Taylor. Let, me, let me get this right. I don't want to create no other. Even Jason, even Jason does it. So it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 no. I don't want to mix it up because they're going to be like, all right, now you, you don't be trying Chance. Then here come all the Chance the Rapper fans. No, actually, I've had Taylor on my sweater twice. One, when he was on Wildin' Out, it said, I think it said, I love Taylor Bennett or something on the back of my sweater. And then uh -huh. like, and then like his, his girl is like, oh, let me take a picture of that. I'm like, oh, this is fucking weird, you know? And you know what? I, I think, um... Kayla loves you so much. And I think that something that's really dope about just like that relationship. And I think that's a testament of just who you are again is like, I remember when me and you first started conversing and anytime you start talking to anybody in the industry, it's fishy because we don't know who the fuck you are. Like I didn't grow up with you. I don't know you like that. But one thing that I'd always liked about you is that I had read a couple of your articles already. And I felt like you were just truthful in everything that you did. And like I said, that's something that's very, very rare. So I feel like when Kayla first met you, believe it or not, Jason, I think you're one of my first friends that Kayla was just like, I love this guy. He's super duper cool. I want to hang out with him when he's in Chicago. We should try to kick it with him. And she even follows your work and just everything you do. Um, so, yeah, I think you kind of helped me with that, too. No, she's she's really cool. I mean, it's kind of uncomfortable because, you know, when I first saw you, of course, I was in love with you. You know that, right? Um, and it was oh, more of like, no, I didn't know. I didn't was, know. Oh, yeah, let him know. Time out. You were? He's, he's the only well, one that I, mean, wait, know, wait, I, won't, I won't stay in love. I mean, I grew an immediate fatuation. You know what I mean? Like, but, 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 but we're no, 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 no. boy, listen, you're, it, look, 
now we've grown as family. So it's kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Then when I interviewed your brother Chance at the festival, I had you on my sweater. So when he walked in, he was like, oh, wow. Okay. I'm like, yeah, this is a different kind of interview, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I'm this close to the family. I think you having me on your hoodie was instantly the thing that made Chance be like, because you know, Jason, you know, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, what does Jason and, know? Wait, fill me in because I don't know. What's no, but meaning, meaning I'll like, fill you, I'll fill you in. I'll fill you in. You don't got to do it. Let me, let me, let me take care of this for you real quick. I mean, I think that there's a lot of people that kind of have this negative connotation of who Jason Lee is based off the fact that he writes really good stories. And ah. I think that if you're in the entertainment industry and you're going to talk about what you do or put private business out or whatever the situation is, it's a business. Right. Like, I feel like me and Jason are really open with each other, but I'm sure there's certain things that Jason might not tell me and I might not tell him. And that's just common sense. So I think that that is out there. But again, another testament to who you are and how dedicated you are and the relationships that are actually real. Unlike a lot of these people connections, I was on your hoodie when you walked in. And I know that that made my brother, you know, what I'm saying like, okay, this guy is genuine. Yeah, you know what I'm but, saying? but also, but also, What's what up? makes, but what makes it easy to be friends with you and Chance and Kayla is our 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 jobs don't drive the relationships. You know, our, our, what we do doesn't drive our relationship. And also, I think the other thing that makes it easy to be friends with you all is because what you see with you guys is what you get. Chance is Chance. You are you. You guys present yourselves the way who you are. And like you said, there may be things that we don't share, but that's just us, you know, having privacy and discretion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I think it makes it easy being, you know, because I had told the story on the show when I met Rihanna. The first thing she said to me was, I know it's so hard being friends with people like me doing what you do. But as a businesswoman, I respect how you built your brand. And like, you know, I feel bad that you get attacked for telling the truth. But look, I know sometimes I say some crazy shit, too, and I need to be attacked, you know? Only sometimes. (laughs) But only sometimes. Now I'm just fucking around. You did the yeah. whole thing. This is what I also like about you. There's a lot of people that put it out, but they can't dish that shit. They can't handle it. And the whole thing about you is that if I ever see you say something, I know that you're standing behind it. I know that there's probably no, now I know you're open-minded. You'll listen to suggestions and ideas, but I'm pretty sure that the ideology that you've created in your mind is what you're going to work by and what you're going to move on. I can respect that. But this is the thing, and this is why I thought, and that's a great setup for why we're talking today, because Taylor and I have been friends for a while now. Um, We've grown in admiration for each other on social topics, on the the LGBT uh, conversations uh, happening online. And more importantly, there's not a lot of people that I feel close to that, that could relate enough and have the empathy enough to be able to have these kind of conversations because we both come from similar places. But what, you know, and, and I appreciate everything you said about me, but let me just return it and say that one thing about you from the over the last year that's really motivated me is you, you talk about I stand behind what I say and do what I say. You every single day are on your Instagram working out. And it's not even like three days a week or four days a week. I know that I can roll over to Instagram. Well, I got to roll past the cute boy laying next to me, but I know I roll over and I know that you're there motivating your followers to get fit. And the thing about it is, is that sometimes we do things and we don't even really realize that we're inspiring people. 
And I don't even know if you started doing all that because you wanted to inspire people, but you inspired me. And so now, you know, I'm on my journey and that's where we connected this past week on like where I'm at, you know, you followed a different journey, but you've been so inspiring. So what, what inspired you to lose the love handles and, you know what I mean? Get fit and become this little sex guy out in Chicago. I think the biggest thing that inspired me was my son. Um, you know, I found out I was going to be a dad um, and it, it scared me. But this this is with Charlie. Yeah, specifically, this is Charlie. So this is my first son. I have two, two children now, two sons. Um, but the first one, Charlie, I found out I was having Charlie and it scared me. And I'll tell you why. As in, as, and this is just for me, I can't speak for everybody, but I can speak from my experience. I come from the South side of Chicago from 79th. My dad has worked in, you know, really, uh, streets and sanitation and then eventually got into politics. Um, you know, opened a lot of doors for us in terms of connections, but you know, it was still pretty hard just growing up. We lived in a hood, you know, lower middle-class family. And I realized at that point, right before I had Charlie, that I had done things I never thought I would ever do. I had made money that I never thought I would make. I, you know, my, my brothers won fucking Grammys, you know, doing tonight shows, you know, I'm friends with Jason Lee, you know what I'm saying? But I realize I'm in this position and I'm still unhealthy. So I, I've acquired all of this wealth, but mentally I'm unhealthy. Spiritually, I'm unwealthy, right? Um, family wise, I'm unwealthy. Like, the relationships that I was having and the things that were going on and the people that I, it, it was, it was all so much. And it seemed like, you know, you guys, you know, you have those days where it's just like nonstop, nonstop, mm -hmm. nonstop. And then it's like, you get the smallest amount of sleep and then you get back up and it's nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. And then that just becomes a routine. And that's where I was, man. Like I was, you know, up in the middle of the nights, I'm eating stuff at 12 o'clock. You know, I'm, 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 I got to smoke before I go to sleep. Uh, you know, just all these different things. And I felt like I, I, I wanted to fix that. I felt like I had money and clearly just obtaining it or having it wasn't enough. I needed to be educated. Um, and my best friends, of course, Stuart, uh, who's also from my neighborhood, is my, you know, one of my biggest inspirations um, because he's been vegan. His mom's been vegan uh, her almost her whole life. And she raised him to be vegan. And he had different points in time where we skipped out. But like I said, I don't know if you guys know, but in Chicago, we have these things called food deserts, which is a certain amount of miles in a location where you can't find anything but a McDonald's or Subway. or And and that's at best. But so, is, that, is that in the black mm. communities, in the, in the urban communities? Black, and I don't even want to just say black communities. These are urban communities. This yeah. isn't downtown. So if my mayor's watching this, this isn't downtown where I live and uh, she lives in there's some kind of where she lives. I think she lives in like Logan Square on the north near northwest side, um, kind of a Hispanic Latino community. Uh, very, very beautiful, very prestigious. Um, there's food deserts there. So food deserts are anywhere where there is a lack of money, anywhere there is a lack of of, um, of resources, you know, resources. You're going to find a food desert. And I grew up in a food desert. And my friend Zakor, who is literally putting me on this information, and I'll tell you, like, just how sometimes I call you, Jason, I make you feel guilty about shit that I see you doing. He was making me feel guilty. He's like, bro, <laughs> you about to have a kid. You live downtown. You got this nice ass house. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you working with all these people. 
And there's no excuses. You got the resources. There's no excuses. And he's telling me, he's like, you're not taking advantage of everything you got. Like you literally watching it go down the drain. And for what? To be comfortable. You know, and I think that that scared me because I thought about how many multimillionaires are there that are unhealthy. So many. Mm-hmm. There, it, it, He's the same person that taught me just as well as my father, balance. It's mm-hmm. all about balance. It's too many, and it's too many of us, and when I say us, black people or people of color that suffer from, from not being educated, and that's mm-hmm. not at the fault of our own, right? Um, not having the resources, and that's not at the fault of our own. Um, and, and I believe, just like you, Jason, and that's why I told you I'm so happy for you, you're getting the education, but you've had money for a little minute, and yeah. that's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. But you want to make a difference and you want to make a change and you want to do something that makes other people look at you and say, I could do that, too. Well, I think and like you why. said, well, I think like you said, you know, the one thing that I was told a long time ago by Floyd was that no matter how much because he saw I wanted the house and I wanted the cars mm-hmm. and I want all that. He said, no matter how much of that you get, that will not make you happy. And, and you know, I've heard I've heard Oprah say it years over, like money only amplifies who you are. And when I look at people around me, like you build up your empire, you build up your business and your brand and then like you lose yourself. It's like, you know, and then. Yeah. And so let me ask you, because for me, you know, I had the surgery and but, you know, I tell people like the surgeries for the weight loss, but there's still the whole fitness part that has to happen fitness part. for you. When you decided to do it, because for me, I mean, it, it was really hard to start, you know, like, were, were you ever like ready to give up? Like, was it really hard at the beginning? Yo, man, I'll tell you, you know, I had, like I said, I had a couple things um, that had happened in my lifetime or just around that span. I was having Charlie, um, but I had just put out a project, Be Yourself. I was comfortable. I'll tell you, mm-hmm. you know, one thing, and I'll give you an example. I think I said this to you the other day on the phone, possibly. Have you ever seen the tiger uh, or the lion that is doing tricks at the circus? And there's that little man that's whipping him with that very small whip. He is like a hundred times smaller than this tiger. The reason why that tiger allows himself to not maul off his face is because he has been so oppressed that he no longer knows his identity and he no longer knows his strength and he no longer knows his values or what he can do. And what they do, what they do to us is that they take it away. I'm, I'm from Chicago. I went to school. Um, I grew up on 79th Street. I grew up right up the street from Inglewood, which is supposedly one of the worst neighborhoods in America. According to a lot of people, they compare it to the Middle East and you know, so many, so many different places that we as Americans might view and say, oh, how could it, how could that be? And one thing that I can definitely say is that they don't give us the tools. They don't give us the information. And eventually, I'll tell you, Jason, like you just said, even if you become successful, I have very many successful friends, we still end up in some way losing ourselves by harming ourselves. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. food. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's um, uh, addiction. Maybe it's, you know sexual addiction maybe it's but it's we don't give ourselves time and i think i told you this yesterday i knew i was going to take this serious 
when I started going to the gym two to three hours a day and I started getting calls from people like my dad and Kayla and Chance saying, hey, you're in the gym too much. Um, you shouldn't be in the gym this much. And, you know, not just them. The only reason I mention them are those are the people I care about most. But, mm-hmm. you know, I got definitely some more, I think, disturbing calls from some other people just saying, what's going on? Like, you never worked out. You've never eaten healthy. You're not eating red meat. You're not eating pork. You're going to the gym for all these hours a day. What is going on? Are you okay? And that let me know that if giving myself personal time for two to three hours or to do something that is going to push me to evolve to another level or or take things to another platform, if that makes people feel like I'm taking something away that they depend on, then I'm not doing it enough. You get uh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Then I'm not there enough. Because that's a feeling that you get accustomed to. Yeah. I don't want to be in the house. I just told you today, I swear to God, I was supposed to ride my bike. And that and that's me. You know me, Jason. I, I'm still out on the streets. I still love to see people. I still love to, to ride my bike. I just rode my bike to 65th, out south. Uh, you know, no security. Saying hello to my people. Ride my shit back downtown. Not saying a word to anybody. <laughs> and I was just fucking around. But you said um, 13 miles, though. That's a lot of miles. I was only supposed to do two miles, but God makes everything happen for a reason, Jason. <laughs> I was kind of bothered this morning. I won't get into it. It's really, I didn't get enough sleep. I was at the studio late. Charlie woke me up early. You got to take care of your son. Um, by the time, you know, the nanny and Kay got out for their walk, my phone was dead. Was dead. I don't have to tell you guys, if your phone is on 1% and you want to leave your house and you don't have a charger, it just, it ruins your day. So I had to wait there. I'm waiting there. I'm waiting there. I'm waiting there. Finally get on my bike, uh, head over to the Apple store and it's closed uh, because in Chicago we're looting. And, you know, just to give you a little bit of perspective on how I feel about that. um, I live downtown. Uh, You know, I pay taxes like everybody else. Um, Stop killing us. Stop killing black kids. Stop killing people of color. You know, uh, my ancestors were slaves. I didn't come here by choice. Mm. You know, every single day that, you know, I wake up and, you know, to, 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 to do what I do and for all of us to do what we do, it's a struggle, everybody, black or white. Um, so, you know, don't, don't, you know, I've been seeing too many people saying too many negative things, speaking on a city that they're not from. And, you know, if there's one thing I won't do and the Bennett's won't do, we won't let anybody speak down on our city. If you're not from here, you know, you can comment on it. We'd love your help. Um, but, you know, keep that same energy, you know, when, when, when there's babies dying, keep that same energy. You know, in 2014, 2013, when they cut off the red line and and before I started riding my bike and jogging and I was trapped in my neighborhood, um, you know, I just lost a friend three weeks ago um, in my old neighborhood. Um, we lost we lost somebody that, you know, I had a great deal of respect for as well. Downtown Chicago. Um, and now it's a big thing. Come what on. Do you, what, do you, what do you say to people? What do you say to people who say, "Well, Chicago, there's so much black on black crime." You know, they always right. try to throw in the fact that there's yeah, crime yeah. in our communities. So, so check this out. So this is what I say: um, as African Americans, we make up 13 percent of America, right? So for anybody to be trying to make any comparison between 13 percent of America and 73 percent of the population of America, and trying to correlate those numbers of crime or police brutality, you're automatically wrong. 
If those numbers are anywhere near each other, you're automatically wrong. If you don't understand that when Malcolm X and Martin Luther King were around and they were talking about the civil rights era and um, the civil war, that mass incarceration did not exist yet. If Malcolm X and Martin Luther King were here today and knew that one out of every 15 black men were incarcerated, they would lose their mind because most of us don't realize it every day that we walk around. Um, you know, I, yeah, there, there is black on black crime. There's white on white crime. We, we have wars, you know, or, or um, there's just, cri- or there's just crime period. Hold up, Jason. I, I you know, I just want to say, because, you know, I want everybody to understand I love my country. I love America. Um, I think that America can be great. I think it can be, but I think that we all need to be better. We all need to be better. You know, when you talk about Chicago and you're talking about looting and you're comparing clothes to a life, you're wrong. And I'm how, I'm not the person to, you know. How do you feel when, um, and I've seen people in Chicago say this, where there's not the same outrage for when there is black on black crime or whatever you want to call it and police brutality. How do you feel about that? I think it's just kind of, you know, and I think this is, you know, this is why I do this. Cause you know, I'm Taylor Bennett, pick my real name. Um, you know, this is why I put out be yourself the project so I could keep it a hundred. So I'll keep it a hundred with mm-hmm. you. You know, um, I, I can't make this clear enough to you. You know, there's three people that I believe have African descent on this phone call, you didn't forcefully come here. Somebody took you. Somebody took your ancestors. Somebody put our ancestors in hot tar. Somebody um, um, for, for, for years has oppressed you. Um, and and they've, they've, how about the Housing Act, right? Um, it's not enough to talk about mass incarceration. How about, how about the crack epidemic? Um, you know, it's not enough to talk about that. How about the fact that schools are more segregated now than they were when Martin Luther King was here? It's not enough to talk about that. How about the fact that um, in Chicago, this is specific, I could speak to Chicago's about um, Section 80 and um, what, what, what that tactic was like when they went into um, the Robert uh, Taylor or Townsend Homes and knocked down all of these stacked up projects that they had created, these low income houses, and then spread us all around Chicago, all around, um, you know, Carbondale, um, you know, to, to, to all these different places and basically merged us as, as a people that had created a culture around the welfare system that did not allow black fathers to be present in the home in order to receive this check so families could benefit themselves. We had to, um, and we had to affiliate with other levels of work that might be considered crime or heinous. Those are the reasons why we're locked up in jail. Those are the reasons why we... We, we don't have fathers in our community. Another reason is generational wealth. Me and my brother are two independent artists. And I'll say this, this is on my own terms. This has nothing to do with chance. As an independent artist, I believe, and I believe this as a kid, and this is the reason why I'm not signed to a record label like a lot of other major big artists. As an African-American, I don't know what generational wealth is if it's not my music and ownership. When you look at other groups of people, they have created something that their culture is attached to in terms of a generational wealth. Still, as African Americans, in 2020, we do not own our work. We do not sell our own product. 
and we do not understand, even if we wanted to, how to do so. Because every time an artist wants to put out a mixtape, every time an artist wants to put out a music video, they want to buy it. They want to give us an advance. They want to. They they want to own it. And when I say they want to own it, and to be more specific, well, and on just they, for people who are listening to the show, let's just say they throughout the show is white people. No, let's not say they throughout the show is white people. Well, who who they, is they? So we could define them. Time time out. There's definitely black people that do own shit. There's black people that have done well. There's no way that we could compare that to white people, which adds again to what I was talking about in terms of uh, the crime weight against you know police brutality or or black on black crime we can't compare those two because no, i'm speaking again, specific i'm speaking specific to the music labels i'm not talking about in oh, the mass i'm talking about well, we're, we were we were talking about independent artists you ain't gonna sit right here and tell me that it ain't no black people in the industry that done done some dirty. oh, yeah, oh of, of, but but, the, but see that's different when you look at the one percent those are not black people those are the those are the they now the house niggas in the industry that go out and do the dirty work of oppressing finding talent and oppressing the talent is different i, I call them but that's what we call them the house niggas. Like the, only there's so many levels though and i don't like to give names and examples but and you know what actually i'm not going to do that what i am going <laughs> to do though is say this we can be better and that is my that that is that is the 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 push is we can be better. Yeah. We can all be better. Now they, there's definitely mm. a push that needs to be made. I think a lot more on some sides, but let's not break this shit down to black and white. Let's not break this shit down. But we have straight. to. The audience doesn't understand who they is, and I feel like when we're talking about a specific issue specific no, to no, oppression, no, no, no. we have to define who they is. <laughs> No, and that's not right, and that's not cool. And the reason why I'll say that's not okay is because in that same technical aspect, then somebody could say, you know, those black kids are shooting each other in Chicago. So they, so who gives a damn? But that's not true. All white people aren't fucked up. Is the majority of white people did they did they um you know are they are how about this? Are white people or do I think all white people are you know? susceptible or you know open about the 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 prehistoric events that have occurred to put us where we are no do i think they could be more honest yes do i think they're falsely educated of course i think that the 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 confederate party and and the the conservatives um for years they say we lost the they might have lost the battle of the civil war but they won the battle of education why do you think that there are wars right now about monuments? Because that mm -hmm. means something to them. And they don't think that guy is racist. I'll tell you. They would sit right here and argue with you. But is that guy racist? Probably. Yeah. But were they educated but to know he was racist? No. Right. So what we're doing, and we got to understand that. It's not okay. And Jason, you got to understand that. It's important for you to understand that because you are in a bigger position than I am on the daily with the platform. You know these white, we know. Ain't nobody blind. Don't nobody. I'm younger than all of y'all. Ain't nobody blind. We know what's right, going but, on. Right, but okay. So my, me, and this is, you know, we all reserve the right to say shit how we say shit, right? And I, 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 I leave everybody to feel implored to do whatever they got to do. When we say they, and I was speaking specific to the right. music industry, because that's the topic that we okay. were on, and then it kind of got broad. When we talk about they, for me, I think the audience 
our audience would need to understand who is they, because I think the problem is, is when we talk about specific forms of oppression, it's specifically mm. talking about the music industry, right? If there's the one percent, because me, I own Hollywood Unlocked. I own everything. I could say anything I want. I everything, even iHeart. I own the show. You know, yeah. so I think it's. I, I am with you on the fact that like we have to have ownership. You and Chance as independent artists choosing to stay in control and create that generational wealth for your children and your families. Brilliant. I think a lot of people respect you all for that. I'm saying specifically. I'm just trying to define when we say they. You know, when we talk about like they have the resources, they when we talk about food deserts, who is they? I said they had to be white people because oh, no. well, they they was the government. What I was talking oh, about. Oh, they the government. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, when we talk about like, you know, once we start to get to really the level of um systematic oppression, so like structuring a community where, you know, like the school that I the neighborhood I grew up in, we our park was fucked up. <laughs> we had a school and they took the school from us and made it a private school. And then everybody went to this even more fucked up neighbor high school. And then Got it. The, you know, so it's like, and, and that's what I think is very important. And that's something that I also want to, to, to put out there is that we as a people have to understand that they racism this and this this could be wrong, and I want to also just say this for anybody that's watching this shit. I'm 24 years old. I got a lot more to learn. Please comment. Please educate me. I'm open minded, and that's all I want to do is learn more. But this is what I want to say: as a 24 year old African American male, I could say that I really think that most of my white friends they don't know that they're privileged. Like, even if we've it's told them that. for sure. It's an ignorance. It is an ignorance. But, but check it out. Check it out. Check it out. It's an ignorance, or they believe it's an ignorance on our part, of black-on-black -black crime. Somebody is stringing all this shit together. There is, a, there is a way that when you are so focused on somebody or a group of people that is taking away from you, and you spend so much time on figuring out how to create that structure where you are, you know, maybe the first class citizen. You lose all focus of the actual people that are in charge, right? And I think that, and just from my perspective, again, I'm not white, but I think that I have white friends that I've been recently having some heated conversations with, and they're saying shit that I never knew they felt like, but I'm taking that shit on myself because I should have either checked them motherfuckers when they said some shit four years ago when I was 18 or whatever the situation was, or I should have, I should have explained things to them. Like I'll give you an example. Tupac Shakur, I think to a lot of people in the black community, these are, and this is another example. Let me just say my friends, cause I don't even want to say the whole community. I don't know the whole black community. I don't know the whole white community, but in my community, my friends, if I ask my black friends, like who was Tupac? Or if you ask them, they'd be like, yo, Tupac, is one of the, the biggest activists. His mom, um, Sasha Core, one of you know the Black Panthers. Um, you know, he he made Brenda's got a baby, he made changes, um, he told us to eat better, he told us to if you ask one of my, one of mine, these are my white friends again. If you ask one of my white friends what Tupac, um, they would say that he invented gangster rap. 
I think both of those things are accurate. <laughs> no, it's not. Those things are accurate. No, 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 no. I, well, I, no, no. Tupac didn't invent gangster rap. We had NWA. We had. You real? You real? Let me take that back. But check this out. Check this out. I know what you're this? saying, though. He's talking about that. He's talking. He's talking about this generation. Stop, 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 stop. What he's ta- what he's talking about is the content more than I get what you're saying. He, he's he's talking about these millennials <laughs> running around here. These millennials <laughs> running around here talking about too short and Vinny Gangster rap. I felt old when he said that. To put y'all on. You can't put me on if niggas is telling you Tupac and been against the rap. I'm putting you on. I'm putting you on, Jason. You don't know. I'm putting you on a different mind because y'all can't think like me. I'm too young. Check this out. Check this out. <laughs> y'all right. Y'all know. Y'all know that he wasn't the first gangster rapper. But let me ask you a question. I mean, damn, he's only 30. Y'all think NWA or Tupac is more more wide known. I think those are the two largest wide known rappers besides Biggie outside of the black culture. Would y'all say that? And Jay-Z. And Jay-Z. Okay, cool. You got a couple a couple of my white friends, let me say my white friends again, they'll be like, yeah, he made that gangster rap. And that's what I'm saying is that it doesn't mean that they're they're right, but I do think that we all need to understand this needs to start being a we thing because the biggest tool of racism, I believe, are not the biggest tool, but one of the biggest tools of racism is segregation. Is the idea of of separating us and saying separate but equal. That was the whole thing was that they literally, white people will tell you that was around back in segregation. I've seen this shit on YouTube and documentaries. They literally say, I had no idea what was going on on the other side of that wall at my school. But let me say this. I think that racism was started by white people. I don't I love white people. My mother was white, Italian. I love white people. Black people were minding their own business picking berries and hanging in the rivers of Jordan or hanging out over in Africa. And white people went to go get them and bring them here and then from bringing us here, they didn't bring us here on a tour ship on a on a uh, on a vacation. They brought us here for years and years and years of free work. And then told us after we built this bitch that we weren't good enough. I love when we have conversations about they, but I think right now in our community, we need to have a solid conversation about us. Jason represents Stockton. You represent Chicago. I represent Philadelphia. If you look anywhere on Google, we represent some of the highest crime rate, the murder rate. And I do feel like us as a community, we can keep talking about they because they, the oppressors, you know, they did cause this. But at some point, there's some responsibility I feel like we need to take as a community and build up our community. And I do feel people sometimes when they say there's not enough outrage from when we do stuff to each other, not talking about necessarily black on black crime. But at the end of the day, I do want to feel that same outrage when a little kid is being shot in our community, the same as when we see a cop kill a little kid in our community. I feel like it needs to be the same outrage and we do need to stand up and make something happen. Yeah, and I agree with that. I think that we need to, you know what, and I'll tell you because I'm young and I want everybody, this is the biggest thing that I like. I'm young. I work out. I'm young. I'm black. So I'm still a young person in this world. And it wasn't too long ago that I was just in high school. Still to this day, I walk around, people call me young man, right? (laughs) Growing up, one out of 15 men Black men is in jail. I had my dad in my life. My dad's father ran away from him. I have an interview, and I want anybody that's watching this to go watch it with Sway. 
where I cry about the absence of black fathers when I was 18 on his show. Because one my best friend's younger brother was incarcerated. And he never got taught how to open a door, how to pull a chair, how how to shake a hand, how to shave. He was lost. Mm-hmm. But then let me say this too, to your point. When do we stop talking about that? I don't remember. I, I, I was taken, like, this, this is my memory as an African-American, an African-American. Like Jason said, I was minding my business. I was doing my own thing. The next thing I know, I was halted and hopefully survived the, the, the year to eight, six to year long um, mm-hmm. voyage to the new world. I know no languages. I was beaten repeatedly. I was forced to, to, to go by another alias and not speak my native tongue. So I lost all connections and all historic relations and lineage to anybody from before about 1806, possibly. Now I'm in America and, and I'm fighting their wars. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I, I still can't vote. I, I finally get the right to vote. Once I get the right to vote, they're hanging me for voting if I go vote. We win the war in the North. We fight for the North. Mm-hmm. Those of us that are free, we get no reparations or the a million dollars reparation that Abraham Lincoln put to the side was gave to, to white slave masters, not fairly distributed uh, amongst black people. We, we, we keep going on with, with our evolution of life. We get to the point where we establish our own businesses. We have our own communities. We have our own wealth. We have our Burn own school. We have our own education. And what do they do? Burn it down. They burn down Black Wall Street. Do we receive reparations? No. We move forward. What happens after that? Then the Housing Act comes. Where in deeds legally distributed by the United States of America, it says that if you are an African-American descent or a matter of fact, if you are not a descent or Caucasian, you are not allowed to have this house. The owner, whoever has that deed is not allowed to sell them that house. Some of that wordplay and some of that some of that um, etiquette still exists in some of the paperwork today. But then you think about this. OK, well, maybe I don't get that house. I want to go get a loan from the bank and I want to go make my own community in my own neighborhood, just like the the white folks go do or the Americans go do or the Caucasians, as they say it in the the deeds to the houses. And they don't give me a loan because I'm black. Mm -hmm. This is back when this is the Housing Act. Research this, people. These are all facts. Research Black Wall Street. You know what I'm saying? So 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 then they create a program called called. Section eight, which is in um, Cabrini Green, uh, where it was supposed to be the, the state of the art projects. And this is not just in Chicago. This is Marcy Gardens. This, this is, is where you grew up. This is all around America. So you yep. tell me that that's a coincidence. But my you question me- is, but my question, yeah. here's my question. I don't think it's when, a coincidence. When, no, I'm not, I'm not, oh, here's, okay, my, go. here's my question. <laughs> 
I don't live in all that shit, and I'm not discounting it because we all know that it really happened. And I love. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me say this. And I love the history lesson. And for those who don't know, I'm 42. I've been around a long time. I live in a big ass house that I wanted. I got a company that I started from an idea. I took myself out the hood where I got shot. I also think that with all of the oppression that has happened and still happens. When do we start focusing on us and how we build and how we multiply and how we control the black dollar and how we control the narrative and how we stop living in the repressed past that still mentally binds us? Hold on. That still mentally binds. Because if you wake up and say, damn, I'm black, I wake up every day like I don't give a fuck what I am. I'm black, gay and loud and disrespectful at times. But guess what? I'm going to get whatever the fuck I want. And I'm going to try to do right by the person next to me. I don't give and a fuck about all that other shit because that other shit happened. No, I, and I even, and I want to even open your mind wider than that. I would say that me and you have not left the hood. I would say that me and you make every dollar that we make off of the hood. You have to understand, like I just said, as African Americans, we don't even have generational wealth. We are just now, you were the first person in your family, I'm sure just like me and my brother are the first people to own a company that will turn into generational wealth, correct? Right, so but, that, but that goes back to Damage's point. That's what Damage was saying. Damage was saying we need to focus on moving. Yeah. What I, I, I hear everything you're saying. Through these everything you're Hold saying on. is factual. Everything. And I'm not saying forget the oppressor at all. What I'm saying or the, is- Or the at, oppression. Yeah, at all. That's, that's Everything you're saying is a solid. That's solid. Like We know that. That's facts. What I'm saying is at this point in time, with all the resources that we do have, how can we build a better community amongst us? Like you said, I think it was your tagline, we can do better or whatever. We need to start thinking like all of us, how can we help each other? Yeah, My Bye. friend, like you said, you, ha you have a friend that grew up, didn't have his father. I have many friends that didn't grow up without their father. I didn't have a father. But right. we also need to, I need to, when I see a young man growing up without a father, how can I step up and play a father role for him? That's what I'm talking about, thinking like that. How can we start building our community today? Okay, so then let's tap into something else because these are all connected very heavily. Something yeah, we're all saying the same thing, I think, essentially. Yeah, we're definitely all saying the same thing. It's a very progressive conversation. But I think something that Jason said earlier that I really liked and I kind of agreed with is that the narrative of... The narrative of, of America isn't clearly is not controlled by the African-American when it comes to entertainment. So when it comes to television, when it comes to mm -hmm. good times and such shows that we've grown up on. Right. So we understand that. And this is what a lot of people talk about. That's why a lot of people come for Jay-Z. A lot of people come for Beyonce because we don't have Malcolm X. We don't have Martin Luther King. We don't have. Um, uh, uh, what's my guy's name? Uh, Fred Hampton. Um, and Huey P. Newton, um, our leaders are, are dead. And what has happened is that our new leaders, the people that we look to for answers, are on the television screen. Or social media. And they are, and social media, like you, Jason, and like me. And like you. No, no, so but I'm, I'm not I'm not one you're talking about like Sean King. No, but you're talking you're, oh, hold, on, hold on, no, 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 no. I'm no 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 no. You're talking about you're talking you're talking about social media activists like Sean King, Tamika Mallory, who's actually in the streets, like those people, that's no, their job. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about, and that's what I'm saying, Jason. I need you to understand this shit because it worries me. I'm younger than you. You gotta know. We make our money. 
off of the lifestyle and experiences that we have lived as 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 a minority of this country. And there are people that take our words and we understand this differently because we say them just like they take their words differently because they say them. So I say this to you. It's time for us to create some kind of group chat pro black positive shit because me and you, Jason, are trying to work out. That's why this conversation is happening. And I applaud you for that. And every gay black kid and gay white kid, straight, Asian, I don't care, that's watching this shit, congratulations. Because you just tapped into some real shit. You know what I'm saying? No, that's real. That's real. And I feel like you you and your family, y'all have been doing that. You've been out there in the community. Jason has been making initiatives. He's been out there. So it's good that we are doing it. I just want us... Not saying forget the oppression, but we need to really be focused on building our community. When a kid dies, no matter who does it, we need to be outraged. We need to be out there protecting our own. That's all I'm but saying. I'm, this what I'm, this I agree what I'm with that. But yeah, and I agree with that too. But to finish off, because I didn't finish the story of oppression that you guys said that I'm sure you guys understand because you live it. But for the listeners that might not understand, after the Housing Act, after um, Section 80, we are introduced to mass incarceration. Mm-hmm. We are we are introduced to the Crime Act. We are introduced to the war on drugs. We are introduced to so many different. And it hurts me. And I'll tell you why, because I am one of those black kids that grew up on 79th Street that that didn't have that. I'm, I'm lucky, Jason. We are lucky. How many other Jasons are there? And that's what we need to say to each other. How many other Jasons? Because there's there's other Ryan Seacrest. How many other Taylor Bennett and Chance the Rappers? There's other rappers. How many other independents? And how many of them express themselves like this? How many right. of them are fearless? You're not right. just independent. You're not just an independent owner of your company because you want to say what you want to say. You're independent because you're fearless, because you believe you could do it yourself. That's the inspiration that these young yeah. black kids need. That's right. They can't get that from the government. They can't get that from most of these people. They can't teach that to them. So, so for those so for, facts. so for those of you that are watching and you want to like sum up the whole oppression that he just talked about, go watch the 13th Amendment on sum up Netflix. The no, I mean the 13th <laughs> Amendment on, hold, on, hold on, the 13th Amendment on Netflix sums it all up because I'll tell you again, even when we learn our own oppression, I'll go back to it. White people created racism and you motherfuckers have to talk to each other so you can get it. We get it because we lived it. I've lived it. I still just get in this house. I got discriminated against and I'm suing her ass. You know I mean, so I get it. Right. But my point uh, earlier and just trying to define they so that way it's clear. I think we got it. When we we're talking about food deserts, we were talking about government. When we we're talking about right. the music industry. We're definitely talking about white people because black people are not in the boardrooms making the overall decision at Sony, I'm Columbia, not. Atlantic or anywhere. I could give you all the names. I could bring pictures on the next show. They, they all white. Definitely. I need you to bring pictures on the next show because I know some black motherfuckers is working in some of those offices. Working. Office, we're, we're talking about ownership, Taylor. We're talking about ownership versus working. Okay. I'm talking okay. about owners. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. We're definitely talking about ownership versus working. And I think that that's a big point that brings me to one of my next things. <laughs> there's a lot going on in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that are asking for something. And I wanna say that Jason, 
if you don't teach this next generation of children to run their own social media blogs, to be their own influencers, then they will that's, keep. That's that's my next book. That's my they next will. book, Taylor. That's my next book. It's and coming I'm, out. And what I'm saying is that, so okay. I want you to know that though, Jason, and that's why you probably don't even know it. But before I ever said this, I knew that about you. I could see that about you. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's each one I'm teach one. Each one teach one. It's all our, I mean, just looking at you and your brother and how you all are doing what you do in music, it sets the example for, it set the example for a lot of artists that have followed. And the fact that you guys are both still uh, uh, involved in the community, your community, you know, instead of sitting on Instagram and you and Chance talking about shootings in Chicago, you create programs for kids. So we see right. it. And I think that that is the whole it. point Damage was making earlier that like right. we have to start taking control of the narrative. We have to start taking control of our community. I hate watching my staff write stories about eight-year-old and nine-year-old kids getting murdered and there's no outrage over that like there's no outrage but then if a car hits a louis vuitton glass window motherfuckers is ready to send in the national guard like I live, and, and, but, but i think that's the frustration damage that you were talking about can i just tell you that i live downtown that i ride my bike downtown that i jog downtown it might not be a motherfucker in this city that you will see more than me if you're outside. And there's a lot of people that could guarantee you that shit, especially downtown. Don't you let them tell you all of this shit. Don't you let them overly perpetuate the same images of our 13% on the damn screen. Don't you do that. Don't. And I'm just saying that to you as yeah, your friend. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. I ride down those streets. My grandma, I can't even put all that info out, but we good. We over here. I ain't had no problems. I ain't heard nobody getting beat up. I ain't heard nobody get fucked. Now, maybe they did. So if they did, then I apologize for that. But I just ain't see that. What I'm seeing is that people are outraged, like you said, about yeah. clothing. And yeah. that's why I'm saying that we, as a people, got to be better because that's something that they got to do. Yeah, like facts. you said, they got to they gotta figure that shit out. What was like when George Floyd happened and everybody was mad about AutoZone? It's like, don't fucking tell me about AutoZone. I don't care about no AutoZone. Like, but... And and this is where I want to tap in with y'all. I want y'all to know because I'm I'm young and I I'm seeing it different. Do you think they they we used to burn down? They used to stop us from coming downtown back in the day and have us burn our own shit down. Mm-hmm. They never experienced this. So, so wait, if they let me, can't, let me, no, 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 because I gotta say this. Okay, okay. If they, if they, and again, we're talking about the government. Yeah, I'm not talking about white people. I'm talking about I the got government. it. We we on the if same page they, now. If they cannot handle the loss of clothing, I know y'all niggas been robbed before. I know y'all niggas been robbed before. If they cannot handle the feeling of losing a a piece of product, then you know that they have no idea of what our oppression has really been. And that's what I want you guys to really understand. Right. And the fact that they took everything, took our, yeah, took everything from us. I get it. Yeah. They're not, I mean, they're just, you know, my whole thing, like I said, is that everybody needs to be more educated. I think one of the biggest tools of racism is segregation. That's why I wore that rainbow (laughs) underwear on my album cover because I knew people were going to talk about me. And I'm okay. Those were hot. Those were hot, by the way. Thank you. And that's why I like you. We know people are going to talk about us, Jay. We cool with that. That's cool. What, what I'm confused about when it comes to segregation is why can every other ethnicity, race, or culture have their own and still be a part of 
the world and society, but we can't do it. You know what I'm saying? There's always been a Chinatown, there's Chinese banks, everything. Same for the Jewish community, same for almost every community. But it seems like when we do it, now it's like a big problem. What is wrong with us building and creating our own infrastructure, our own community, but still acting in society? Man, I think the, the you know, I, like I said, I think that we can all be better. At the end of the day, you know, I think there's a lot of different, you know, excuses. I think there's a lot of things we could say. But, you know, like I said, you know, it it doesn't always have to be a physical program. There's a virus going on right now. Everybody can't be somewhere. But me and Jason had a pretty cool idea. We talked about the other day on the phone, working out together on live and sharing that with our audience. He had me by a waist trainer. He had me by a waist trainer. I had me by a waist trainer. I'm trying to um the the Pendleton. Um, I'm trying to get you to get get good, but do these little simple things for our fans because, like I said, it's not all about money. A lot of it is about education. A lot of it is about resources. And yes, you can't get a lot of those resources without money. But that's why people like me and you have money, Jason, so we could give that back to our people and we could funnel that education back to them. So, so let me ask you a few questions. Let me ask you a few questions and see what you think about these things. Okay. So we talked a lot about what was happening with the rioting or the looting in Chicago that we see on the news. We're not on the ground. You are. What do you think about your mayor? I mean, she's been doing a good job of defending the city, uh, at least from the outside. Are you guys happy with her? Yeah. um, You know, I'll say I am not too familiar with all of Lori's practices, um, she's definitely a member of the LGBTQ and also the black community. Um, and, you know, those aren't the only reasons I support her. She's extremely intelligent. Um, I know that in her years of work before um, becoming the mayor, she helped, um, you know, um, I believe prosecute and do a couple different things um, that were really helpful to the city and whatnot. So, I mean, she's she's doing a pretty good job. I think that right now it's a difficult timing. You got COVID. Um, you got you know everything that's going on right now with you know um, clearly the 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 protest and everything. And I think that one thing is that she's not a middleman, and I can say I like that about her. She is not somebody that is just like you don't know what she's doing. If she makes a statement or if she addresses something, it's very clear, and she's pretty uh pretty persistent on making sure that she takes care of that or that she pursues those actions so you know like i said i live downtown you know she installed a curfew i believe the past two to three nights i had to ride my bike around a bunch of different bridges just to make it back to my house but you know i got back home and i rode my bike this morning again and you know throughout the whole city it looked real nice um so you know yeah i I got i got love for lori um, you know, I just wanted to keep pushing and, and keep trying to, you know, make things better for my city. All right, y'all, it's time for another Hollywood hookup. Now, with everything going on right now, a lot of people are asking if it's even possible to buy life insurance at all. And the answer is yes. It's still easy to shop for life insurance right now. And if you have loved ones, depending on your income, you probably should. Right now, you can save $1,500 or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. When you're shopping for a policy that could last for a decade or more, those savings really start to add up. So what is Policy Genius? It's an insurance marketplace built and backed by a team of industry experts. And here's how it works. Step one, head to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much coverage you need compare quotes 
from top insurance to fire your best price. Step two, apply for your lowest price. Step three, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance company. So if you hit any speed bumps during the application process, they'll take care of everything. They even have policies which allow eligible customers to skip the in-person medical exam and do it over the phone. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across 1,600 reviews on Trustpilot and Google. So this is how you get it done. If you need life insurance, head to policygenius.com right now to get started. You can save $1,500 or more a year by comparing quotes on their marketplace. Policy genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. And that's your Hollywood hookup. That's genius. So you've been open about being bisexual. Uh, you and I have yeah. had you and I have had conversations offline, which we don't yeah. need to get into the details of that, but we, you, you know, know, we we, we do <laughs> we do look and see when 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 people pop up online that they're bisexual, it's almost or gay, it's become almost like a marketing thing in some respect. Do you yeah. did did what gave you the courage to just be open with who you were from the beginning? Um, because like you didn't become bisexual when you got a record deal or something. You just you just you were very and I don't have a record deal. <laughs> but but yeah, um, you know what I'm saying. Like you didn't have you didn't. You're right. I yeah. got money. Um, you know what? And I you know I'll just be honest with you, Jason. I feel like, and I'm not going to even say, I feel like I have never told anybody this, but I'll tell you because I think that people need to know this and I haven't set them on specific platforms because they are not the platform where my people need to hear this shit. I came out because I was, I was in Miami and I got a call from one of my friends and he said, Hey, it's like, Hey man, uh, you, uh, you've been on your phone lately. You've been on Twitter. And I'm like, nah. He was like, uh, you might, you might want to check, you might want to check it. I think that somebody's saying that they, they got some pictures of, of possibly your genitalia or some shit like that floating what, around. What, the hold on a minute. I didn't, I missed that one when I was doing my research. I, I, I'll I back. Go ahead. Check, out, check, check out my story. Check out my story. I was like, that can't be true. Can't be right. So I basically ended up doing my research. I'm looking. It's not mine, right? It's not mine, but it's so fucking goofy. It's not mine, but what there is is I had some some uh, conversations, you know, some openly basically gay or bisexual conversations. And I felt this pressure that – and I and this is why I said I wanted to talk about this on your platform because I don't know how you came out, Jason, but I believe a lot of us as black men are outed. Yeah. So mm. it's a situation where, and it's so dangerous, and it's it's actually a very sensitive thing. This is why I say it to you because I I know or I think I've seen you post. I've been posting a lot about black trans women and the the the, the exponential difference and rate um, of murders and 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 harm that is done upon them. And a lot of those, these, these guys or whatever the fuck, and it's so fucking sad. Their story is this guy thought they were going to say something or he thought somebody was going to find out and, and this happened and whatever. And he killed, he killed 
the, that human. He killed that person. That that is so dangerous that we feel like that as men, that we feel that we can't express ourselves, that we feel so so entitled to our reputation. That and fearful that, and fearful of judgment. Not just fearful of judgment, fearful of death. Yeah. Fearful, fearful from 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 both sides. Do you do you do you see? And that, and I think that, I think that's like just a very scary thing. I think that's a very very scary thing. So, basically, my situation is is of that. So you know, there were some text messages floating around online. Um, you know, and I was just like, I don't want anybody to out me, like anybody that I've ever had a relationship with. And I feel like I'm about to be 21. I'm black. I have money. My brother has money. My family loves me. Like my family loves me. And that's one thing that a lot of us don't have in our community is parents that we know will support us. So that made my journey and me coming out very different. But I also knew that anybody that was going to feel differently about me at that point in my life, fuck you. I don't need you, you know? Um, and, and I always tell this story and it doesn't hit the same. And I want to apologize to a lot of people because I, I, I haven't shared that story correctly, but once I put that out, I had five or 10 minutes where people were calling me, friends were calling me close friends. Cause I didn't tell anybody. I don't know if you know this, Jason, but I didn't tell anybody. Like I like literally, yeah, I, I, I didn't know your coming out story. I literally just, well, I mean, not just that, but like, I'm literally saying when I came out, I didn't tell anybody. Like I told my dad, my dad was right next to me. He was outside. And I told him that I had actually just tweeted it, but I didn't tell any of my friends. I have been in the closet for so many different years. Um, and the whole thing, like I say, I feel like was just like, a. uh, I had five or 10 minutes where people were hitting me up and they're like, yo, is this right? I think somebody hacked your account. <laughs> and I had the opportunity to take that shit back. And I think about that all the time. I had the opportunity to say that that wasn't it. And this was, and the, oh, and this happened, but the fucking support that I got when I came out on my Twitter for my followers is the only reason why I, I am still out to this day. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. It hurts me so much to understand that we live in this fear of something that doesn't even really exist. Racism is an invisible thing. Homophobia is an invisible thing. But they sure do kick our ass you know so were you, did did it did um did coming out bring you and your brother and your family closer yeah i think i think in a in a in a bit of regard i think um because it, i think it made us feel like even though because i'm the youngest brother right and i don't know if any of you guys are the youngest brother but i think that once the youngest yeah. is growing up it kind of evaporates that family environmental feel that you have where it's like, Oh, let me call chance or let me call uh, my dad or let me call my mom and let me make sure that it, cause we're not living together. And it kind of, I'm sure for a lot of people, it 
kind of puts this feeling on you like you should feel like that. Like everybody should feel like, okay, now this is over. I've done what I've done. But I think that was one of the things that made us say, we got to get back in. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to check on each other a little bit more. Like we got to be a little bit more in touch or a little bit more in depth with, you know, each other's lives. Um, So, yeah, I think it definitely, in a way, brought us closer. But I think that, if anything, it made me feel comfortable being who I am. And like I said way earlier in this conversation about the tiger and the man that beats him and oppresses him senselessly until the point that he does not know himself, it makes you fragile. And I'm so happy that that I can be who I am and that I can express who I am. I'm so happy that I could find somebody that loves me for me. Like I'm so like Kayla is such a blessing because there's a lot of people. I've known Kayla. A lot of people don't know this. I've known Kayla since I was 13 years old. Oh wow. I've known Kayla. Chicago is a small fucking city. I've known Kayla since I was 13 years old. I've had I've I was hitting Kayla up on Facebook, bruh. And I know that y'all like, nigga, I was on Black People Meets. <laughs> the fuck you talking about? <laughs> but to me, that shit is crazy. I was talking to her on Facebook and I was telling her, and it's like, God makes everything happen for a reason. I feel like one of the, and that's one of the biggest things that I say is like, I definitely came out for me, but I was going to be doing or not doing whatever the fuck I was doing, regardless of if I told somebody or not. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But what I got from it is I got, to see other people accept me for me. And I got Mm -hmm. to see other people accept themselves for who they are. I got to see, Mm -hmm. I have friends that came out literally very much so very in very close time spans. And I don't take that lightly. I don't take the interview that I did with Charlemagne lightly talking about the matter and talking about Young Thug and Lil Uzi Vert wearing purses. I don't, I, I, I cannot... I cannot perpetuate the inaccurate image that is painted of our community constantly. You know, and I love the, and I love the fact that people are starting to become a little bit more open minded to the fact that we all don't wear purses, we all don't wear makeup, we all don't wear heels. We are masculine. We will whoop your ass. We are smart. We are business owners. We are educators. We're everything that you think we're not. You know, and we're not all what you think we are. So I love that you've, you know, the Be Yourself campaign is so brilliant. Um, by the way, you never have the color that I want. So I never, I mean, I would love red. Red's my favorite color. Red. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think I have a red one. I definitely, let me, let me keep, let me keep losing this weight. Let me keep losing this weight and I'll let you know. Hey, I'm gonna buy Jason this little bitty ass hoodie, and we just gonna put it on a hanger right in front of his treadmill. And every day you just gonna stare at that shit. Listen, just I just went, I just went to Neiman Marcus and bought a bunch of shit I could never have fit. So I'm like over here now. I gotta go return it though because I ain't gonna be able to fit it. But look, no, um, okay. The whole thing. They say do that. I, they say buy a bunch of shit. You rich. You could do shit like that, Jason. Nah, I'm not. We're not gonna throw the rich word around. The IRS is listening. All right, look, but I will say that I didn't know. Look, we we could be talking forever, and I think that we need to, like, whenever you want to do the show again, just to shoot the shit and go at it. Like, let's plan topics that we could just go at it about because, you know, yeah, you're 24, but you're smart. 
And, you know, and, and the other thing is that there are young millennials who are 24 or younger who are living in the shit that I haven't lived in. Like I lived in an era that you didn't, you're living in an era in a way that I haven't, or you see things in a way that I don't. So I really, I think there's a value for being able to exchange ideas and exchange experiences. So thank you so much. Yeah. I just want to say, I always knew that I was going to have to do this whenever I did the show. Maybe this is why it took me so long because I felt like it's going to be a hard <laughs> thing to do, but I've always known that I couldn't come on your show and not comment about how much of an impact you've made on my life as an artist, how big of an inspiration you are to me as a black man, as somebody that is also represented in your community, as somebody that is is an independent business owner, as a representation of somebody that, like you said, is older than me and has lived through other generations and has broken down walls for things so I can do the things that I do. Right. Because when I tell my fuckers, my friend is Jason Lee, they know I'm not fucking around. And I appreciate that. I know most of them be like, man, be careful with that guy. (laughs) You know, people on the outside, they don't know us, but it's all good. And the whole thing is like, and my whole thing is like, we don't want to know y'all. Like, that's really how I feel. Like, I really like, I figured that out at a young age. When I was 18, I was like, look, it's some motherfuckers that want to sit around at their crib and they want to talk shit. And then some motherfuckers that want to go to the club. And then it's us. That's it. You know what I'm saying? so Taylor's been trying to get me to do this fitness thing on Instagram. Once I'm really ready to get, because you already you up and down the Smith rack, and you and Damage are like on the same fitness <laughs> level right now. I'm I got weighted balls and and kettlebells and shit downstairs that are still in boxes, but I'm unpacking them every day. So when yeah. I get there, we're gonna do something because I like I said, if people aren't following Taylor, you need to follow him on Instagram and you need to look at just daily. It's just his daily motivation and to see your body transform. You know, uh, I saw you the other day doing the the roller thing. I didn't order the roller. Now you know my ass is going to roll right now. But I got one. You know what I mean? That's what Floyd does. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Even you telling me that, and I think, I, oh, shit, I almost didn't say this on this show, but I know I said it to you the other day when we were talking about doing this. Jason, we'll never understand as people how big of an impact just our small comments have on people. I can tell you throughout my whole fitness journey from the very beginning to the end, the slightest things that you would say, whether it was just keep going or it was you looking slim or you looking good or whatever it was, like, you know that as people, we can act like we don't want attention as much as we want, but we all some little attention whores in some way. We really appreciate when somebody acknowledges us. And I think that us, like people that are at whatever level this is, they feel like they don't really need to do that. Or they feel like people get tired of that. Or they feel like it's just, but I really do appreciate that. And I want you to know, that's why I feel so that I got to help you do what you did because you did really help me yeah. get to where I'm at. So I appreciate it. Mean, so, so, thank you. Sometimes it was, you're looking good. Sometimes it was the drooling emoji, whatever. It's all, it all translates the same. Sometimes I'm in an Uber. I ain't got time to say type shit. I just drooling emoji. You get the point. Wait, look, one more I, thing too. I have to give you, your brother, Common, uh, Dwayne Wade, all of you who did what you did in Chicago during the fucking All-Star. Y'all fucking killed it. You put on for your city. Listen, there are I, I've never really been to All-Star game. I didn't really know I was in love with basketball players like that. Like now I'm I'm at every All-Star game, but I will tell you. Your brother's performance, you know, I know you were one of you were one of the captains, right? Or you were involved with I performed the night before too. So I did the rookie games and then Chance did like the 
the other shit. Yeah. I mean, you performed Common's performance was fire. Uh, Barack Obama in the building. I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, I don't care what people's uh, outside perception of what Chicago is from the media. If you were Thank in that you. shit, it made me, it made me you feel like I was proud to be from Chicago. You would know. And you would know that, you know, like, you know, King used to say, um, you know, within darkness, you know, you always find light. Um, so yeah, man, you know, we're a beautiful, we're a beautiful city and I appreciate you having your eyes open and I want you, you know, to, you got to come to Chicago and you got to let me help you explore this place and really show you, you know, what this city is about. And maybe you could show, you know, the, the rest of the world. So. Well, I have to come in, I have to come at a time. I have to come at a time you're not doing shit. Cause Taylor, you know, you be busy. I, I'm, I saw, I went to see you at Jimmy Kimmel. I probably got three minutes of your attention. I know you had to perform and all that. You're a star, but you know, but you know it's different in Chicago. And then okay. All Star, I was busy, but that's because we was doing all that stuff. But it's different, man. When I'm in Chicago, I just be like I said, people in Chicago, they'll be in the comments. They be, oh yeah, I see him on Michigan, I see him on state, and then I just be outside. All right. cool. Well, me and Damage will figure out a time to come to Chicago. You could take us to Z four fifty one. I can't really eat right now, but I'll try to nibble on some shit. <laughs> pause. Pause. Right. All right. Look, Taylor. <laughs> look, Taylor Bennett. Follow him. Is there new music? Any music you need to shout out now or anything? Because um, yeah, you know, make sure you get my last single, Good Guy, um, and then make sure you guys get Be Yourself Part 2, my new single that's going to be dropping in a couple weeks. Okay, cool. And um, and I'm going to be wearing a Be Yourself red hoodie here on this show whenever I hey. get it sent to me, and I'll pay for it too because I believe in supporting my brother, so. I appreciate you, Jason. Thank and you. I was this was long overdue. This was long overdue. Um, come back anytime. And I mean that, like literally, like, if you want to come back in a couple, whenever you want to come back, because you have good talk. And I love the fact that you're not afraid to argue. Like, come on, let's debate. Oh, I love We're not sensitive. We are not yeah, sensitive. You know that. Yeah. So yeah, thank you, Jason. I love you. I really appreciate the opportunity as always. And thank you, Damage. I uh, really appreciate, you know, all your input on everything. Honored to be on the show. Love Hollywood Unlocked. Can't wait to be back, guys. All right. I'm about to go Google your nudes. So thank you. It, we're, we're gone. Bye. Exist again. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. What up, YouTube? Thank you for watching this reckless show. Yeah, and hit that subscribe button. And don't forget to hit the notification bell. And also don't forget to share and leave a comment because we are reading.